welcome to Inside the Age podcast, uh, hosted by me, Christopher Paul, on Twitter, uh, on Instagram. You can find me at, at LRealCushP. Ike, tell them where they can follow you on the socials. On Twitter, I'm at Ike Cuellar. That's I-K-E-C-U-E-L-L-A-R. All right, so Ike, let's get right into it. Um, the Rockets just had media day this past week. I want to know what's your what are your initial thoughts on everything we saw from Media Day? Well, everything on Media Day, man, was just uh, refreshing to see. I think uh, all of the fan base is just really happy just to get Rockets basketball back. It's been a real long off season for some of us, and uh, we're just excited to you know get these guys going again. Um, some of the things that stood out for me was how how much uh, KPJ was locked in in terms of just being focused and everything because this guy, I mean, he, he's saying all the right stuff and he definitely looks focused. So I'm really excited to see what he does this year. Uh, I think he's going to have a big year um, because I know it's, it's a contract year for him and uh, just really excited to to see him you know, just ball out this year. Yeah, I think one of the things I took away from KPJ's press conference was I think a lot of times us as fans, we don't really view these players as humans. And I think it brought that element out of it. And I think, big, first of all, because it's a contract year for him, I think he's going to have a big year. He's going to be really focused going on the season. And I think um, Jalen... Green's growth, his sec the second year for him is going to be huge for KPJ. And then the rookie, Jabari Smith Jr., coming in. It's, I'm not saying this is a loaded team, but we have a, initially, look like on paper, we it looks like we have some weapons on the team, especially on offense, at least. Right. Yeah, I also think um, even Jalen Green, the you know, some of the expectations that he said, he had for himself this year. He mentioned he wants to be an all-star this year. And that's just beautiful to hear because you know the confidence is through the roof with this guy. And this is the leader of your team, the franchise guy. And uh, he's just, I, I just feel like he's going to take it to another level. Um, and like, I'm really excited because this year, we're really going to develop the guys the way we want them because last year I like no disrespect to Christian Wood, but I felt like he kind of hindered that development from some of the other players. And now, you know, things are going to be opened up more to where more guys are getting more shots, different plays are being run just like how we got uh, the last 10 games of the, of the season last year where these guys were averaging really good numbers. So I'm really excited about that as well. Yeah. I think the thing with Christian Wood last year was, I think you have to remember like all these guys are trying to get paid. Right. So him coming in a few years ago, James Harden had just left. So mm -hmm. I think the initial reason he came in was because he thought he was going to be playing with James Harden. Right. And then, Correct. and then a little, a little while later he's gone. So he's like, Oh shit. So he had to like, I think there's not, I wouldn't say there's a, a bit of selfishness, but 
I think he was just trying to get a bag. That's all he was trying to do, you know, like because he yeah, you can't blame. so it's like and then that in turn kind of after you get the young guys that kind of kind of hindered their development. And like you said, the last 10 games when they uh, put Sangoon at center. I mean, it, it changed everything pretty much, right? Correct. And then I want to talk about um, what do you think about Steven Silas's potential future? Because I know a lot of Rockets fans on Twitter criticize him a lot. Um, do you, like, depending on, like, let's say hypothetic, hypothetically, if they win, like, 30 to 35 games this year, do you think he's still here next year? I think he is, man. I mean, I think, honestly, he's doing a great job with the guys because if you think about it, we have like a bunch of 21-year-olds on our team. So these guys are really young. They're still learning the game. And him also, he came here to Houston to coach James Harden and Russell Westbrook. And then that changed really fast when, you know, Harden won it out and everything went down. But um, I think he he's done a great job with our young guys. And I trust him and Rafael Stone to, you know, continue to build this team the right way. And so far, they're doing a great job, uh, really just accumulating a bunch of picks for the future. And uh, we're just in a beautiful spot right now as far as, you know, the picks and salary cap. Um, so it's, it's looking good for us as far as the, the rebuilding uh, aspect of it. Yeah. And then recently, a few days ago, um, I, I mean, I was baffled by this, uh, the trade. What do you think about the trade? Yeah, that trade came out of nowhere, man. I think it, it just, you know, uh, GMs are always working. And, uh, you know, Rafael Stone has done a great job, uh, you know, just, accum- like I said earlier, uh, accumulating picks and everything. But I think that that one of the guys that we got back was Derek Favors. I think he can compete for a backup center role, depending on who we want to play. I know we have Bovon already, but uh, I think he can get some minutes there at the backup position as a center. Um, but a lot of these guys that we got back, they have expiring contracts. So that's perfect for us. And, uh, you know, it's just the general manager doing what he does, man. Like that, that was, uh, we got a second round pick for, I believe. So, you know, he, he's doing his thing. Yeah. I think to me, this trade was most of the trade was about the pick. And obviously, like you said, the expiring contracts, um, a lot of, high high-end free agents next summer so maybe they're you know trying to get in line for that as far as Derek favors I think um I think if he makes a team then I think it'll at least we have that veteran leadership as a big uh, on the team I think that'll help out uh Sangoon a little bit and all those other guys um I don't know how much he's gonna play to be honest with you because I think the Rockets are gonna I think the Rockets are going to try to play the young guys a little bit more, but I mean, yeah, because yeah. yeah, because uh, I also think we wanted to show out uh, Garuba as well in the center position when we go small, 
So we'll see, like you said, who they play and everything. But you're right. I feel like the young guys should get most of the minutes. But, you know, uh, I'm sure Steven Silas has a, a, a good plan for that. Yeah. Um, and then I want to talk about uh, Jabari Smith Jr. The other day I tweeted uh, about how he's going to be rookie of the year. And I actually really believe that because I don't know if he saw the uh, Rockets practice video earlier this week they they posted where he's he's got put on Jalen Green. Now, I'm not going to say he locked him up, but he was staying with him like the entire time he had the ball. I think this guy has a, a potential chance down the road to be a future defensive player of the year. That I think that's how good of a defender he can be. We know he can shoot. And we know he's going to get open shots because if you and me, um, if uh, Jalen Green does what you and me think he can do this year, he's going to demand some double teams and people are going to be open, you know? So I think he's going to get his opportunities to score. It's just, you know, how, how quickly he adjusts to the NBA game and how quickly he gets going, I think. Yeah, man, you're absolutely right. I mean, from the videos that they have, you know, showing them in training camp, this guy has, it's just an unbelievable defender. Um, I think that when you're trying to beat the elite teams in the NBA, uh, he's perfect for that because nowadays you got to switch everything uh, from, you know, pick and rolls. You got to be able, be able to guard, you know, different positions. And he's perfect for that. I mean, his length, uh, he might still be growing. So it's going to be scary for um, the other teams in the league when we come to town, man, because he's going to definitely uh, lock whoever up, I feel like. I mean, this guy, from the clip that I saw that when he was guarding Jalen Green, he locked him up on that possession for real. Yeah, I, th- I think he's going to get bigger, which is scary. Um I mean, even just now, he can he can probably guard one through five unless unless he's like playing Rudy Gobert, one of those bigger these bigger centers. But like, if you think about it, like how many huge centers are there in the league today? Not many, right? Yeah, they're they're moving away from from uh, a lot of those bigs where he used to just go down there and dump the ball off, and they used to post up, you know, uh, things like that. Now it's more of you, everybody's switching everything. And like you said, you got to guard one through five. And if not, uh, like when you're playing the Warriors, they're going to kill you every single time. And so you got to be able to to defend everything, every position. Yeah, I think that I think that's what makes him um, special is because you can guard, like right now, we're not even talking about midway into the NBA season. I think right now he can guard one through five, which I think that's, going to make an immediate impact especially for our defense and like i said earlier i mean we know he can you know he can shoot the ball um i don't know if you remember this but we went to a uh summer league watch party a few months ago and he struggled shooting the ball and everybody was like i don't know if we got the pick right and i was like guys shooters struggle sometimes he'll he'll be all right you know so i think if as long as he has that confidence to keep shooting the ball doesn't doesn't get down too down on himself when he has a slump. I think he's yeah. a good shooter in this league, and I definitely think he's going to be a great defender in the NBA. Yeah, man, because especially it, it was the the first summer league game, like literally the, the, the first summer league game, 
and where he didn't have a, a good shooting game. So, you know, I'm not – we're not really too worried about that. Um, defensively, he did, you know, show everything that we knew about him already. So, you know, I can't wait till these guys get on the court and play together, man. Looking forward to it. Yeah, and let's um, – so do you think this year – they should try to like actually win games or do you still think they should try to tank? Uh, well, position, it's like a, sometimes it's like a sensitive topic, you know, depending on like who you're talking to, because I don't know. I feel like you have to, in a situation like this, I don't, think that we will make the playoffs. I think we'll probably win like between the 25 to 30 games range. But in my opinion, I think we should. And not, you know, like purposely, but just go out there, you know, play hard, uh, still develop the guys. And if you lose, then you lose. But, you know, you're still going to be like pushing towards that goal of like the chemistry being there for guys playing together as a team. And if you tank, it's not always, you know, a bad thing, man. Like we're trying to get some more picks because that's how you get more players to our team via free agents, the draft. I personally like to build, I would like, the team to be built through the draft but sometimes it might be a free agent that's like really you know um a, a great player that you can get and if you have the picks you got to make that happen because just like that you're going to be uh right back in the playoffs so yeah man i think uh in my opinion i think we should tank but still try to go out there and do the right things on the basketball court. You know, uh, I think like they have a great plan. Some of that worked out perfectly last year, but uh, yeah, man, that's, that's, um, that's what I think um, how we should approach it as far as, you know, the, the tanking or, or and the development of these guys. Yeah. I, th- I think we fall into a slippery slope because if you, try to tank too much then it kind of affects the players mental and and they're like man this team really doesn't want to win and that can that can have disastrous outcomes as well um i think as far as like building your team through the draft free agency i'm of the opinion that whichever way works is i'm happy with you know like if if you want to build your team through free agency that's a great if you want to do it through the draft that's great too i think um with Jalen Green and Jabari Smith Jr. being drafted here. And depending on how we look this year, I think that'll kind of entice some free agents to be like, hey, I want to go to Houston, right? Because they see what those guys are doing over here. So I think that, you know, that could be, uh, that could probably bring some free agents over here. And uh, with that, um, speaking of tanking, let's move on to our favorite NFL team, the Houston Texans. Uh, they haven't won a game yet. They tied the first game, and me and you, outside of, outside of the podcast, off the record, have had these conversations. Um, do you think they're tr- like 
obviously trying to tank, or do you think they're kind of trying to hide it a little bit? Because they haven't looked really, really good at all this year. Yeah, man. I mean, one thing about the Texans, man, is, uh, you know, we're really, we're really put in a bad spot when we had Bill Bryan as head coach because he was trying to do too much. And uh, it showed from some of the trades that he made when he was acting as our general manager. And that put us in a very bad spot. So he, he put us, I mean, this, this man traded D-Hop for David Johnson, who just came off an injury. And David Johnson, when he got here, he was so bad for us. So it just tells you how you got to stay in your lane, man. When you're a coach, you know, try to do the coaching aspect of it, you know, because as far as the players that we have on the roster now, I feel like we are tanking, but it looks, uh, it doesn't look too good, man. Like it, it just, I think there's a way to do it. You could still go out there and play hard, but a stat that I ran into the other day that I saw. So in the fourth quarter of these games, the Texans had this year, they have been outscored 30 to zero. That means that we have not even scored a field goal in the fourth quarter. Now, is that more tanking on purpose or is that just that we suck? Because that's terrible, bro. I mean, I, I just I, – I don't see, you know, the logic behind that. Now, if the team is just that good, then they're that good. But we're playing the Bears last week. You know, they, they're not like the Kansas City Chiefs, the L.A. Rams, or nothing like that. You definitely were in the game, the whole game to win it. You know, you had a chance to win it, but – Outscored 30-0, that's just uh, very concerning, man, in the fourth yeah. quarter. So my thoughts on this, are like, I get where you're coming from with the tanking stuff. I don't think they're trying to tank. I, I just think they are not very good, you know. Um, as far as the Bill O'Brien stuff, I think, you know, we've all seen how this team was run into the ground by a previous coaching regime and uh, the general, the Bill O'Brien general manager stuff that went on. I think after Nick Casario came in, uh, me me personally, when I saw the draft class, I was kind of like, okay, maybe they might have something here, because I liked our I liked our first first and second round picks. I think Stingley Jr. and Jalen Petre are the future in the secondary. Uh, Petre, what do you have? Like a sack and two uh, interceptions last week. He's going to be yeah. really good. Um, we can't stop the run at all. That's when we lost the last game. Uh, and then as far as Davis Mills, like, I know there's a lot of people before the season started that were like, because of the last, you know, the, the last four or five games last year when Davis Mills kind of showed something, they thought he was going to build on that. And to me, the worst thing a second-year quarterback can do is regress, and that's what he's done so far. And I mean, I, I'm watching these games at times, like, when I see him drop back in the pocket, he just looks, like, scared. 
And I mean, I don't know what has to happen the rest of the year for him for fans to be like, okay, yeah, this is this is the quarterback of the future. So I think next year in the draft, I hope, <laughs> I hope we draft a quarterback because me personally, from what I've seen from Davis Mills so far, I don't think he's a guy. I mean, uh, some people might say it's too soon, but like, I mean, I mean, like, what what possibly can he do to turn that around? You know what I mean? Like, he has to like yeah. have he has to have monster games and wins for him to turn that around. He has to show at least something because so far he hasn't really shown much. Um, we've been in these games, and I mean, one can argue that we've been in these games and he's lost them for us. But you can also say, you know, the defense wasn't defense didn't make stops or whatever, whatever you want to say. Um, yeah, that's my, those are my thoughts on Davis Mills. Uh, like, I, I don't know, like we play the chargers this Sunday. Um, no, I believe no Justin Herbert and a couple of other guys hurt. So, I mean, we'll see if if it's a close game again. We'll see what happens in the fourth quarter. I hope they freaking score a point this for, in the fourth quarter this Sunday because four games without a point scored in the fourth quarter is crazy, man. It's just wild. It's funny you say that, though, man, because I feel like we actually have a good chance this Sunday because we beat this team last year here at home, and it was nobody expected that we're the underdog, and uh, we came out and balled out, man. So, you know, any given Sunday still – Football is still anybody can win. So, and I have a, you know, strange feeling about this game. I just really feel like they can win it, especially if those guys are out that you mentioned. Um, but this might be too early for me to say this, but I don't think Davis Mills is the guy, uh, you know, for us. I think he'll, he's obviously getting his shot right now to prove what he has, but, you know, you only – good as your quarterback is in the NFL, man. So it's like the moment you add a good or great quarterback to your team, your your team just changes instantly. And, you know, if we're talking, you know, maybe Bryce Young or, you know, somebody we get in the draft, I think we can trend up after that. But until then, the only logic thing to do is just tank, bro. And, just to get that quarterback because without a quarterback, you're nothing in the NFL. I mean, it's just, it's facts, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. In this league, you have to have a quarterback. And I mean, with Davis Mills, I don't see him being like a star quarterback, but I will say this, like, I, I do see him becoming like a serviceable quarterback where if you have a team around him, he can get you a few wins. But so far, we haven't even seen that from him. So it's like we've – it's like the bare, he's giving us the bare minimum right now, you know. I mean, he's not throwing yeah. picks all over the place, but, like, but he's so, – like, I'm watching these games, and sometimes he's missing these easy throws. Um, also, Pep Hamilton's play calling has been a little iffy at times this year. But one of the bright spots to me offensively is um, Damian Pierce, the rookie running back from Florida. I mean, every time they give him the ball, he's fighting for extra yards. Like, to me, he's probably the best running back prospect for the Texans since Arian Foster, in my opinion. 
Oh, yeah, man. Uh, Damian Pierce definitely got that dog in him, man. Like, this guy just fights for all the yards that he can get. Um, he hustles all over the field. Even I remember there was a play where uh, Davis Mills threw a pick, or I remember if it was Davis Mills. It might have been in the preseason. Somebody threw a pick, and the guy was running it back for a touchdown. He was the one that tackled him to stop the play, and he was on the other side of the field. So it just tells you the hustle and heart that this guy has. And I'm very excited to have him as our running back. I think that this guy is going to be like that for the next uh, three to five years, hopefully. And uh, that was a great, great pick by Nick Casario, man. Really excited about that. Yeah, I think um... – I think the I think the offense should run through him honestly because I mean, outside of Brandon Cooks, you don't really have like, and I'll say this about Brandon Cooks, he's a good receiver, but right now you don't have a number one receiver because even Brandon Cooks is coming out of the gates kind of struggling a little bit. So, I mean, we can say Davis Mills sucks right now, but at the same time, <laughs> his receivers aren't really helping him. We don't really have that number one guy that he can go to, which. To me, that's pretty, pretty important for a young quarterback to succeed. You have to have that number one guy that you can that you can just throw it up to. He doesn't have that right now. And really the only guy they have on offense right now who's really succeeding is Damian Pierce. I mean, every time they hand this guy the rock, he's fighting for those extra yards. He's getting plus yardage. Um, yeah. <laughs> um and then defensively, like, the run defense is really, really bad. Uh, however, um, I want to talk about Jerry Hughes. I think he's number three in the league in sacks right now, which is, like, I saw that and I was like, wow. And he's a Houston guy, too. He's born and raised in Houston, so. That's awesome, bro. That. You got to love a H-Town product. Yeah, and yeah, man. But Go ahead. Yeah, I feel like uh, Nick Casario is really putting a stamp on this defense from the guys that he drafted and the way he wants to build it along with uh, Lovey Smith. Because uh, Lovey Smith has been, you know, a defensive coordinator uh, several times and his defenses have been awesome. But I just feel like the guys that, we got on defense they're they're building towards something you know they're they're playing they have us in these games on sunday they're the reason and uh from the secondary to the you know the de defensive line i think those guys are really are the ones that are keeping us in games because they know without a defense man you can't win a championship it's so important in the nfl but um, I want to say this about Davis Mills, man, before uh, we move on. Uh, sometimes Davis Mills, he makes really good throws, uh, you know, like in the first half to Brandon Cooks, Nico Collins, uh, a lot of these guys. And I look at these throws and I'm like, man, wow, that was a, a great throw he had, you know. So I'm just thinking, like, wh where's this stuff in the fourth quarter? Because to get 
to not have any points in the fourth quarter is baffling to me, bro. Like, I just don't get it. I don't think he's that bad of a quarterback, to be honest. I mean, I've seen worse, but it's just when I'm watching these games and we're in the game in the first half, he's making throws. He's hitting, you know, he's doing the play action, hitting Brandon Cooks, Nico. Uh, I mean, he might still struggle, but I just don't think he's that bad of a quarterback. I think, you know, that's where the tanking comes in place and you got to think like, Hey, is it better to win right now? Or do we just take this L? Because even though like some will say, okay, they punted at the end of the game in overtime, the first game to tie with the Colts, right? They could have moved the ball up ahead, picked up the first down and kicked the long field goal. But it's still, like, just because you do that in one game doesn't mean that you're trying to win the game. It doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know. I just felt like people were saying, oh, they were trying to win the game because they punted the ball. Or, like, they didn't want to lose, so they tied. I don't know if that makes sense or not, bro, but I just think that, like, just because – you wanted a tie for one game or you show that you didn't want to lose. Like you're trying to show the fans that it's not about tanking when it really is. Yeah. Well, that with that being said, let's move on to our last topic for this week. The Astros, uh, they won the division a, a week ago, I think it was. And now it's, time to prepare for the postseason um do you think this team is built to win a world series this year oh yeah man for sure i think uh our pitching is uh a lot better from last year you know our, our bullpen is better than last year uh we have lance mccullers healthy which is huge we just need this guy to be healthy. We have him in our lineup. I think that we're there, man. I mean, because we – was it last night that we clinched the, the first spot? Yeah, so last night the Yankees lost, which means we have home field throughout the ALCS, which we which, – which if I think – I think the Yankees – I mean, a lot of people don't think the Yankees have regressed this year, but I think they're still really, really good. And I think we still need uh, home field to beat them. Um, our pitching staff is freaking deep on this team, man, because you can bring uh, McCullers out of the bullpen in the playoffs, Hunter Brown out of the bullpen. He can give you a couple innings. You still got Stanek, uh, Naris, and Presley to close games out. Um, the thing for us is we, we can't have, like, um, slumps like we did, games like we did, Yesterday we only scored two runs. Like we right. we have to keep we have to score more than two runs on a consistent basis. Obviously, for us to to be champions like we want to be. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but the Seattle Mariners made the playoffs yesterday. Wow! No, I didn't. Wow! So I think I think in the wild card, the three game series. 
I think it's the Mariners and the Guardians. And then whoever wins that plays the Yankees, I think. Okay. I don't I don't have it, you know, off off the top of my head right now, but um yeah, I think this postseason is gonna be so fun. Um for all of our listeners out there that uh are Astros fans and go to all the games and stuff. I for sure will be at game two of the ALDS. I do you do you know if you're going yet? Um I don't know yet, but I will be at game one for sure. Uh awesome. I, I'm gonna try to see if I can make it to game two. But yeah, man, I, I'm excited about the playoffs. This is the best time of year. Uh Astros uh playoffs, and then we have the NBA starting and the football's going. So this is the best time of the year, man. Yeah, so the inside the H duo will be repping at least game one and game two separately for both of us. Um, usually my spot to hang out at is center field. So if, if you guys ever want to come by and say what's up, I'm over there and drinking my margaritas. You know, you know me, you know how it is, me and the margaritas, you know. Um, and I want to end this thing by saying, like, me and you doing this podcast was a long, long time coming. Um, I don't know if you guys know the story about how we met. We met at uh if you guys follow uh, Summit, shout out Summit State of Mind podcast, Ken and Justin's oh podcast, uh, shout out Apollo. We met at one of their watch parties and then we kind of like, you know, kept talking from there. And a couple months ago, we decided we, we want to do this podcast. And, you know, here we are. I think I think this is going to be a, um, a great thing for for us personally, because we love talking sports. Um, we hope we can bring you guys some great content in the future. Um, this is the first episode and like, I think both of us are so, so excited. We're so, so excited to, to do, to start this and, uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, man, everything, everything you said, man, is, you know, I feel the same, uh, really excited for this podcast to see where it goes. And, uh, you know, we both love talking sports and we love our Houston teams, regardless of how they're doing. So even you know, like I know uh, Texans, you know, and, and Rockets are not doing, they're not going to be winning right now or whatever, but, you know, they're still our teams and we love our teams the same way all around. We rep the H 100% of the time. And uh, this is what we like to do, man. We just like to chop it up about sports. Yeah. And with that, uh, we're, I think we're going to end this episode. Um Again, tell them where everybody can find you on social media type. On Twitter, I'm on I'm on Twitter at uh, Ike Quayar. That's I K E C U E L L A R. And me, my name is Kush. You guys can find me on Twitter on at Christopher Paul, Instagram at L Real Kush P. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace. <laughs>